And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day, everyone, from way, way down under. This is Tim again. Uh, super, super excited. Uh, this is my first ever magazine review for the World of Myth magazine. And I've got my little uh, daughter, Boo, here with me, the artist. Um, super thrilled to have her company again. And I also have Max, our cat, who's trying to destroy my daughter's finger stitch. So uh, there was probably a little bit of giggling leading up to um, <laughs> kick, kicking off this episode of The World of Myth Bits. Um, I'm, uh, I think we're... Episode 190-something, we just, let me just... Nen does a lot of finger stitch. Nen does a lot of finger stitch, that's right. So we we are episode 192, I reckon, if I recall correctly. Episode 192, and we are reviewing the September magazine, issue 111. And it's hard for me to believe... That um, not that long ago, it doesn't feel very very long ago at all that we were celebrating the hundredth hundredth issue of the World of Myth uh, magazine. Amazing cover, some great fantastic stories, uh, and now we're um, encouraging everybody to send in their uh, Halloween stories. The um, Halloween uh, October edition will be issue one hundred and twelve. But right now, we're focused on issue 111. Uh, amazing cover, as always. Brilliant Mushroom Man. Um, very cool. We almost hover there for a moment, not wanting to click, uh, not wanting to delve too deep beyond the cover, just admiring the work. I don't know who did the cover this, uh, this month for September, but I know I absolutely love it. Elements of Fantasy, the, the Fungi Dude, is super cool, super confident, but distrustful too. He's got his pipe, smoking a uh, a bit, whatever it is that uh, that he's packed in there. Um, maybe some tobacco, maybe something else, something that he's uh, he's found in the forest. Um, yeah, just a very 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 cool looking cover. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to be delving into the art section, the artist section of. Um, September's magazine to discover just who it is the uh, amazing talented artist that came up with that uh, that incredible cover is um, before that though bit of housekeeping um, but before I even get to that I can see uh, when you do click on the cover uh, it takes you straight into the magazine and there's a great little congratulations section so congratulations once again to Cliff Flint, who was the winner of the Open Contract Challenge for 2022. Uh, and, of course, um, congratulations go out to poet uh, Kathy Sherban as well, whose poem, Captivity, uh, attracted 54 votes. That's incredible. That's three months in a row for Kathy, where um, 
she managed to um, to get the uh, the most popular piece. So poetry is really powerful, very popular with um, with our readers, obviously. Uh, and yeah, con- congratulations to um, yeah to Cliff uh, and to Kathy. And I wonder if uh, if magazine number one hundred and eleven will make it four in a row for Kathy. We'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So, first of all, housekeeping. Um, so just from Dave, I just wanted to um to cover again the um the stuff that he sent through to me reminded me about the last time we've got let me just quickly have a look so of course um the unwelcome anthology was a big shout out a big thanks to uh to all the submitters for that which was really cool can't wait i reckon it's october that we're uh, we're expecting that one to come out so super super keen for that uh the zombie works publication unwelcomed which is really cool the stories of possession and hauntings so october release for that will be will be super super cool uh dark myth publications is gearing up for its november release of gabriella balcom's novella down with the sickness uh, and I see um, from the September magazine, there's a few pieces by Gabriella Balcom. Very, very talented writer. Very talented. So see if you can support that, the November, November release for that, Down With The Sickness. So make sure you watch out for that one. Uh, the PCE 2022. Um, I reckon, I don't know if there's been an announcement yet regarding the celebrities. But there's bound to be a really, really cool list of uh, of celebrities coming along to PCE. So if you're around California uh, around that time, make sure that you get your tickets. Um, so check out PCEHD.com. So it should be a lowercase p, lowercase c, lowercase e, and then uppercase h, uppercase d.com for the social pages. Um, also, an agreement has been made with someone to become the producer of the JZO Modcast podcast network. Once a contract's signed, we can announce who that person will be. So I haven't heard yet whether there's been an announcement regarding that. I know uh, David's been very busy, very flat out at the moment. So um, hopefully there'll be something there soon. Board of Directors are scheduled to meet. Uh, I haven't heard anything regarding that either so hopefully there's something out soon uh so we're all staying tuned david k montoya for the big game changing plans for the jazomon dark myth company for 2023 that's going to be super awesome super cool so hopefully that will uh that announcement will come out um sometime very very soon so Back onto the magazine. So we've got the intro from Steph. And I'm just going through my notes at the moment. Um, yeah, it's a, a, an interesting info uh, intro from Steph uh, for September. I think seasons are changing. Um, 
death's not the best when it comes to the colder times of year. And I think um, up Canada way, up um, the States, like up north, you guys were hit with a really, really hot summer. Um, not something that you, you're generally used to. Uh, and I think with the cooler weather coming in, uh, it's probably knocked you around a bit. Uh, and poor Steph's uh, feeling it. She's, uh, she's suffering a bit. So there's some important info in there in the, um, in the intro for September. Um, stuff about how we submit. Making sure that we submit right so that it makes it easier on David when he's doing the coding as well. So make sure that you stop, take a moment before you delve into the amazing stories, uh, checking out the awesome artwork, um, soaking up the, uh, the poetry that's there, uh, something for everyone. Very cool magazine, uh, the September edition. Uh, just make sure that you stop for a moment and um, yeah, check out those, uh, those words of wisdom for Steph. Uh, from Steph, sorry. And if you get a chance... Um, make sure too that you check out um, Steph's and, and David's podcasts as well, um, and yeah, make sure that you uh, you tune into the world of MythBits as well, and you get to hear uh, me, and sometimes Boo, and sometimes a few others too. That's me. Yeah. So, right off the top, Drabble and Flash. Um, getting straight into it then. So, I can see here, Phil Temples has given us a nice little short piece. Her presence, I reckon it's called. I can't read my own writing. This is a great start. Um, yeah, I can say her presence. This one left me wondering. wondering. This spirit seems important, but why? Is she a lost love or something more sinister? Well done, Phil. You've given me enough to capture my interest and leave me wondering. So, great job. Well done. And then there's one here uh, from Punit Kumur called No One Lives There. This one's short but sweet. They're not so sweet after all. I like this one. Well done, Punit. And I reckon Puneet maybe submitted some poetry as well. Yeah, I reckon. So, uh, great job um, this month. Looking forward to reviewing your poem uh, later in the podcast too, Puneet. So, well done. Great job. Um, another one that has submitted a few pieces for September and a few pieces quite regularly is Gabriella Balcom. The first bit. Uh, Drabble and Flash, Gabriella has uh, given us a, reg uh, a, uh, a very interesting piece with Mesmerised. So regular submitter, Gabriella proves time and again that she knows how to tell a great story. In this case, Gabriella has taken a classic we are all familiar with, and with a single tweak, she has made it her own. Great job. What is the classic? Ah... The uh, Pied Piper. So a uh, a great job with um, yeah a a, a a twist on a classic. So yeah, done well, Gabriella. Very impressed. Then David K Montoya, 
through Wolf-like Eyes, Part 7. And David did warn me, um, going for the um, monthly review, you kind of have to do a few months worth of reading to try and get the backstory of uh, a lot of these serials. So, um, great case of, uh, with Through Wolf-like Eyes, Part 7 by David K. Montoya. So, with this particular one, what I got was, um, sounds like the beginning of a most interesting night for the characters in this episode. Nothing like a night at a bar to keep readers guessing. Nice one, David, sir. Done well. But yes, it's great to have that sort of background as well. Um, and another case of exactly that is uh, the next piece in Drabble and Flash, Something Better, teaser number 13. The Drone, from Jim Bates. This is the story that keeps on giving. In this episode, it seems paradise has been discovered by the jealous entities from the city. How will those from the village cope with discovery? We will have to wait and see. So hopefully, Jim, you supply us with a bit more info next month. Well done. Great job. And then we move on to Children's Lit. And my piece, Mouse and Cat. So this is a continuation uh, of the story that started off with B uh, a couple of months ago. And I'm slowly building up the different stories, um, trying to make it that each story is its own separate story, but that you can sort of read them all as a, uh, a flowing story as well. Um, I won't say too much more, but just wanted to say thank you to Steph and Dave for the support of these stories. Please read and vote. Um, if not my story, then definitely your favourites. So make sure that you uh, you take the opportunity to uh, to have a bit of a look at a, a few um, this month. Um, and yeah, hopefully you enjoy them. Hopefully you leave some stars. Hopefully you leave a comment. Um, as readers and as writers... It's the uh, the best feeling to sort of read the comments of um, who's enjoyed the stuff that you're writing and it encourages you to write more. Can you hear Max's snoring on the recording? I can hear Max's snoring here, but I don't think we can hear Max's snoring <laughs> on the recording, no. Um, Melissa Ridley. Elves. Oh, sorry. Melissa Ridley Elms. Sorry. Like I said, I can't read my own writing. But she has supplied us with the first story for fantasy. When the Elves Are Gone, part two of three. And I love elves. Elves are amazing. They're, when they're done right, they have that element of mystery to them. They, they really have to be the kind of race that humans just don't get, don't understand. Um, Tad Williams did a, uh, a great elf-like race with the Nord and the Sivy in uh, his series uh, Memory, Sorrow and Thorn. I don't know if you're all familiar with that. Um, if not, go check it out. But uh, Melissa, in a similar way, has done a great job writing from the point of view of a creature or a race that humans weren't supposed to really easily comprehend. So, yeah, she's such a great way to relate the story of a complex and mysterious race. So much detail, so much to take in and try to understand. 
and yet you realise you're human and the knowledge is just out of reach of your comprehension. Melissa, are you sure you're not an elf yourself? That's my question for you. Done a great job, Melissa. Well done. And then there's The Look, our story, The Look of Love by Alan Ashley. And I like this one a lot. From the get-go, I was wondering what crime had been committed to receive such a punishment, but then I was so caught up in the story, I only needed to find out how it ended. A terrific tale, Alan. Well done. And then we move on to another of my stories. So I've got two submissions this month. Um, I've got my uh, my first one, Mouse and Cat. Uh, and then this one is Paetra's Tale, Part 18. And again, I'm truly grateful to the Dark Myth Publishing team for their support of Paetra and the cast of many in this serial. Please read and vote. Um, part 19 is coming soon. Working on it at the moment. And then we move on to Horror. Uninvited Visitors, Part 1, by, again, Gabriella Balcom. So, well done, Gabriella. Another great story from you. I can totally get Beth Ann's obsession. When you get uninvited guests, sometimes all you want to do is burn the house down. So, well done. And then, uh, a very familiar name, uh, Stephanie J. Barty. Penance, part 16. Gone, but not. Steph, what are you on? This is such an intense story, and this episode is no different. I love the law that governs what the entities can do. So much power. This is a really cool series, Steph, and I cannot wait to see what comes out. Hopefully next month, the story will continue. Well done. So, on to action and suspense. And the first story to cap off action and suspense is a great one by Dawn de Brawl. And I love Dawn's work. Um, I'm familiar with uh, a lot of stories, Dawn, that you, uh, you have included in a um, number of different anthologies that I think we're both in together. Um, Dawn, you're a regular feature on... Uh, the World of Myth magazine site, um, and Escape is such a great story. It's a terrible vacation, but a great story of survival. Um, and your protagonist, your uh, your main character, um, she truly is the epitome of a survivor. So, well done, Dawn. Thank you very much for uh, sharing Escape with us in September. Then we move on to another story from Jim Bates. Mine or mine. And we certainly see Jim's gift as a storyteller here, as he often proves this is definitely a dark and twisted tale. So good. So clever, Jim. It's great to see you showing um, this darker side. Yeah, this this is fun, Jim. Yeah. So, well done, mate. Well done. And then we move on to poetry. And the first poem that we've got... Oh, hang on. Nope, sorry. 
I've lost half my notes. So bear with me just a sec. Where are we? Here we go. Okay. So this is what happens when you do the review of the magazine in so many different different stages. So it's taken me a couple of days to get through all of the different pieces and I've just grabbed notes where and when I can. So here we go. So, uh, Mary and Howard by Gabriella Balcom. So another one from Gabriella. This one here, um, just the notes I've got. Powerful, saddening, real. This is such, yeah, this is, this is a terrible, heartfelt story. Uh, a true, true story of survival. So where escape, there was a lot of um, action and, uh, a, yeah, a, a lot of chaos sort of happening with uh, Dawn de Brawl's story, Escape. Um, here with Gabriella Balcom's, it's really heartfelt. It's a real um, survival of a terrible life. Not a not a crazy situation. This is like lifelong trauma that this person has risen above. That um, they're not going to let what's happened to them govern who they have to be. So yeah, the uh, uh, you're such a talented writer, Gabrielle, and you really really pulled on the heartstrings here. We, uh, we really feel for your protagonist um, and power to her. Like, the amazing life that she's made out of a really, really crap upbringing. So well done. And it sort of makes you wonder, as a parent, whether it is that you're doing it right. How, how supportive you're being. Um, how encouraging you're being. Um... Because kids really take that in. So well done, Gabriella. Well done. Then we've got another one from our friend David K. Montoya. The End. Story 3. Onslaught Part 1. And the notes I've got here are crazy chaos at the end of it all. Love this one, David. Such colour, such mayhem. And through it all shines a great hero. This really is a cool uh, end of the world type story. Um, and I've got a feeling it's, uh, it's again, um, another situation where you need the whole backstory for it to all make sense. Um, but well done. Well done. It's um, a lot going on. A lot going on. And not all, not all of it's good. So, uh, staying tuned uh, for the next bit, David. Um, hopefully, life doesn't get in the way, uh, and hopefully, you get a chance to um, to send it on through. Bit more crazy chaos to um, to see, uh, yeah, with this story, where this story is headed, and then on to sci-fi. Lord Fish by Clint Wastling. And I've got here immediately, I went, great science fiction story. But I thought, 
uh, duh, this is the sci-fi section after all. So, of course, it's going to be a science fiction story. But sometimes science fiction's not done well. Sometimes you're... The, the science behind it, if the person doesn't have that knowledge or hasn't actually stopped to think how that's going to work, the the whole story falls apart. It's when you do science fiction, you've got to do it so that you project yourself away from the earth or you... Um, you age the earth in such a way that it's almost unrecognisable. Um, and in the case of Lord Fish by Clint Wastling, Clint's actually done a great job of creating a new world, creating a new planet, creating a new society and how it all works and how it all functions and and that sort of thing. And all in a very, very short, period of time like maybe a couple of thousand words he uh, he has created um a a very cool story with some very cool characters and um, some very believable stuff even though it's out of this world you can follow through it all makes sense um so i've got here truly happy ending for some at least a great cast of characters so, well done, Clint. Uh, you want to know what I mean? You're going to have to read the story. Make sure you do. There's lots and lots and lots of, yeah, really uh, interesting factors in there. Clint, uh, Clint's done a, uh, a great, great job. Um, love the fisherman. Love, uh, love Lord Fish very, very much. I can't say I'm much of a fan of fishing myself, but... Um, I can appreciate those that do love it. And maybe Clint does love to cast a line every so often. Maybe he doesn't. But the way that he's described this protagonist in his story uh, and the way that he sort of bums his way through life um, on this planet. Yeah, it's done well. Done very, very well indeed. And then, now, we are finally, oh, finally onto humour. And a story to kick it off by Peggy Gerber, who was, of course, the uh, winner of one of the Open Contract Challenge, um, I think, was it last year? Maybe last year, maybe the year before, but congratulations to Peggy. Uh, and this one's a fun one. How to Market a Vampire Book by Peggy Gerber. Um, and I've seen as well, uh, Peggy's great. She's a great one for um, supporting other writers. Um, I've seen a lot of comments as I've been uh, working my way through the magazine. seen a lot of comments from Peggy uh, on other people's works, other people's stories and, uh, and artwork and and poetry and, and that sort of thing. So well done to you, Peggy. Um, great to see you supporting. Great to see you encouraging. Uh, we're all incredibly grateful for that. So this one here, How to Market a Vampire Book. This is such a fun, 
funny story. Well done, Peggy. It sounds like there's some truth to this tale. And if so, I need the recipe for that special sauce. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, if you do have that recipe, Peggy, please email it to me. That would be amazing. Then on to Serving the Crusaders by Darnell Cureton, I think it is. Um, what an interesting story. What an interesting story. Is uh, Yeah, that's how I'm going to start with this one. Serving the Crusaders. The Crusaders are certainly not who I initially thought when I started to read this story. Um, but I can say, honestly, this is a fun, funny story with lots to take in. So if you do get a moment, make sure that you, uh, you visit this one. And yeah, check, check it out. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit different. Definitely a bit different. But um, it brought a, uh, a goofy grin to my face. So uh, well done, Darnell. Thank you so much for sharing. Now on to poetry. Finally, on to poetry. Um, and we start off poetry with a beautiful piece, Love Again, by Sandy Rochelle. This is quite the invitation, Sandy. I hope that this piece was written for someone special. This really is a true love letter. It's a, um, yeah, beautiful piece. Um, something that seems to come from the heart uh, and something that seems to have come from somebody who has um, loved and lost, but is ready to love again. So this is, yeah, beautiful, beautiful piece. And thank you so much for sharing. And then Kathy Sherbin going for uh, four in a row. Uh, and this one here, Jezebel. We'll see how we go. Um, this is very different to the other pieces that uh, that I've read from Kathy. This one's a far more fun piece. She sounds like mischief, trouble, and a great one to know. This Jezebel, never a dull moment with you, Kathy, and well written, well done. And then on to Zarina by Kate McDonald Dunbar. Not at, all, not at all what I expected. A great poetic tale that promises of the greatness or the greatest form of payback. And what's the greatest form of payback? Violence. Violence? Revenge. <gasps> Revenge. 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 <laughs> and whether it's served cold and longly delayed or very swiftly delivered, uh, Zarina's revenge will be bloody, I think. Yes. No, it's very, yeah, very, very interesting piece. Uh, and then um, onto a piece by a, uh, a writer friend of mine, um, Amitra Valen, Inside Dark Towers. And Amitra, this is a, uh, a very interesting piece, a very, very powerful piece. Um, 
you have really imagined this tower incredibly, or these towers incredibly well. Um, you take the reader on a journey with this piece, and it's not necessarily a journey uh, to uh, somewhere bright and colourful and beautiful and fun. This is um, us facing our darkest fears, I think. Uh, so, well done. Uh, I think you were brave in writing it, and I think we also need to be brave to come along that same journey with you. So, uh, really appreciate this piece of yours. Uh, really appreciate this, uh, this glimpse into your poetic soul. I guess. So well done and thank you. And then uh, continuing on with poetry, we've got Night Comes by John Gray. Um, and suddenly it all makes sense. You, uh, you read through it um, and you, uh, you discover that switch is flicked and you discover night needs to be clever, as clever as a poet. This is brilliantly descriptive, John. Uh, rhythmic, clever, um, well done. A, uh, a great poem. So thank you for sharing. Night Comes. And then this is uh, another one by Panit Kumar. If your soul has a body. And Panit, you obviously do have a poetic soul. This is beautiful, sensual, what a perfect promise. A promise between the most intimate of lovers. So well done. Uh, I hope that it was written for somebody special, Panit, because it is a very special piece indeed. And then last of all in the uh, poetic section is Dan Does It Best by Glenn Breschiani, I think it is. Breschiani? Yeah. Glenn? All I can say, Glenn, is poor old Dan. I think we've all had moments when we have overstated how good we are, overstated our ability, pumped up our egos, um, bragged a little bit uh, about our capabilities. But sadly for Dan, he has crossed the wrong person, place or thing Nouns can be very vengeful. And I don't know what he's done or who he's done it to um, or what he said he could do uh, and then didn't. But this poor Dan, um, yeah, he uh, he's, he's no good as he is and I don't think he'll get any better. I won't, uh, won't give it away though. Um, won't give it away for Glenn. You've got to make sure that you read the poem. Um, yeah, just like I did. And sort of you shake your head and you go, Dan, Dan, Dan. What did you do? I don't want to know. Uh, just glad that I'm not you. So, that's it for poetry. So then on to art. And we've got the first piece, the first cab off the rank. Um, Zoe M. Montoya. The... Uh, the creative youth that she is, uh, has created creativity. And I have to say, Zoe, this 
is uh, some cool stuff, some cool digital imagery. Um, I get a real dark side Red Riding Hood vibe. There's loads of attitude. Uh, and this character seems to have not a single care in the world. So thank you, Zoe, very much for sharing. Um, I reckon you recently had a birthday. Uh, and just keep on going with that art. Um, the more you're doing, the better you're getting. So uh, you, uh, you're amazing now. Um, and you're only going to get better. So well done. Congratulations. Um, and keep giving it a go. And that's like I keep telling my daughter too. I love your work. Love your work, boo. We need to share more of your work too. Definitely. No, um, all the power to these amazing creative young ladies uh, and the, uh, the incredible artwork that you're coming up with. So well done and congratulations. And then on to our, uh, our next piece in the September gallery. Uh, gallery number 111 and we've got by Ryan Scherfenberg um, all I can say about this piece is I'm pretty sure we are all doomed the dolphins are armed dangerous and there is a, dis a distant gleam in those eyes a day at the beach will never, ever be the same. Um, Ryan, I hope this isn't, like, drawn from uh, something that you've witnessed. Because I love the beach. Um, and I want to keep going back to the beach. And if I see a dolphin like this next time I'm at the beach, I don't think I'll ever leave the house. Ever, ever, ever again. This is a, uh, a very funny, very fun, very clever piece. Um, yeah, the, well done, um, uh, what were you thinking? <laughs> then we move on to Zula by Connie Munutolo. And I have to say, Zula blew me away. This is cool. And I've actually got, this is cool with three exclamation marks in my, in my notes that I've got here. Um, attitude with one exclamation mark, attitude with an exclamation mark, attitude with an exclamation mark, and I could keep going on forever. This woman, this orc, half orc, uh, definitely barbarian, um, gives me cool D&D &D vibes, cool, um, almost, uh, Conan, Red Sonja type. Yeah, this is, this is a very cool piece. Zula needs her own comic book. She is the ultimate anti-hero, definitely. She just oozes attitude. Very, very, very cool. So thank you, Connie. Love to see more of your work. This is, yeah, it's a, an awesome, awesome character. And then the last piece that we've got is Shroom Goblin by Storm A. Cook. And I have to say, Storm, this is amazing. This is very cool. Uh, as I said initially, uh, this is a very, very worthy cover image. And I had no idea at first who uh, who provided it, who'd drawn it. But I'm happy that the final thing that I've come across to review 
has been your artwork, coming back to it, seeing it larger than life, um, much bigger than the uh, the initial cover image. Um, yeah, it's a, a very, very worthy cover image for the September magazine, um, issue number 111. Uh, great way to grace the cover. I uh, just love the character. With a single look, he tells an amazing story. So you should be incredibly proud. Uh, Storm, your, um, your shroom goblin uh, has impressed me, indeed. But on to movie reviews. And Stephanie J. Barty's new podcast, or new uh, movie review site, What the Hell Did I Watch? And the review of Eyes on Fire. Um, Steph, love everything you do. You are amazing. Uh, and brutally honest, too, which I absolutely adore about you. So, uh, yeah, your review of uh, Eyes on Fire. It, it sounds like um, the podcast uh, or the um, the review... Um, that we all need uh, and we will all love um, and yeah basically uh, eyes on fire maybe one to miss uh, on to book review thank you so much for um, Michael A. Arnold for uh, reviewing Michelle E. Lau's The Warning and what a ripper review it is um, yeah, sounds like a, a very, very interesting story. Very, very interesting book. So, well done, Michelle. Congratulations. Uh, and thank you so much, Michael, for the uh, excellent, excellent review. Um, yeah, there's reviews like these that, uh, that make us all strive to write more, um, strive to tell those stories that are in our heads, get them out for the readers to read. Um, and I believe that Michael A. Arnold is a regular writer and a regular submitter to uh, the World of Myth magazine so um, yeah I'm sure that Michael as well will appreciate as many reviews as many um, yeah comments on his own work too so uh, thanks again Michael uh, and thank you Michelle for this amazing story then on to video game reviews uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge by Nolan P. Smith and where do you people come up with the time to uh, play nostalgic video games like this and reminisce um, I'm struggling enough to get my uh, my stories, my pieces written for uh, World of Myth um, each month let alone watching Netflix or um, playing video games or listening to music or yeah, yes there's not enough time. So, uh, Nolan, hats off to you, my friend. Uh, great great game. Absolutely great game. I, uh, I fondly remember it too, and I love the way that you have reviewed it so nostalgically. And then the art review. Um, Michael A. Arnold, seems like you live in a beautiful part of the world, my friend. Very historic. Um, and... Yeah, I'm seriously envious. Like, green, green with envy. This review of the visit to the Uffizi Gallery. I hope I've said that correctly. 
It's a very famous gallery in Florence. Um, and I love the way that you have incorporated the people that you sort of stumbled across. The um, the disappointing with the uh, the elation as well. A real, real mixed bag. Um, and a beautiful job. And I want to say as well, um, first of all, well done to uh, to David K Montoya for um, juggling life and family uh, and everything else uh, that's chaotically erupted around him um, and still being able to bring out uh, an amazing magazine to code um, every single image, uh, every single advert, every single story, every single link. Um, You've done well, man. You have. You've done incredibly well. I don't know how you've managed to do it. I mean, I'm still scratching my head how I've been able to get through um, all the uh, the different pieces and uh, and still managed as well to um, to record the podcast too. So um, yeah, issue number one hundred and eleven. Um, meet Mythbits. Episode number 192. That's all I've got, everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, Looking forward to the amazing October Halloween special. Which should be very, very cool. Uh, I know, uh, for one, I've sent in a couple of short pieces to, um, to staff already. And I'm hoping that they make it in. Um, but don't forget as well that you can also um, submit your other stories too, your other poems, your artwork and, and that sort of thing. It doesn't all have to be Halloween, uh, but I know that um, Steph and Dave are very, very keen to see at least a few, um, probably a, a good load of um, Halloween-themed stories uh, and October uh, autumn, fall, um, those sort of themes. So, um, yeah, if you haven't already, get writing, get submitting. There's not long to go before they're due in. Uh, and meanwhile, if you haven't checked out the magazine yet, the September edition, make sure that you do. Make sure that you like, uh, give stars to your favourite pieces. Make sure that you comment. Make sure that you encourage, because we're all one big family. And if we can encourage each other to create, to produce, to um, to write more stories, write more, more poetry, um, sort of capture that emotion, um, and also to share our artwork too. Support as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Definitely. This is uh, writers supporting writers, artists supporting artists, and the world of myth is the place to do it. There's uh, a place for everyone and a place for everything. We'll see you next time.